I took my lad to Leeds. Episode 7, Tuesday morning, or whenever you're listening to this podcast, if you're binge-watching or, or going daily, thank you very much for doing so. We've got a, a lot of new people coming towards it. It just shows, hopefully, this was this was a good idea to do during these weird quarantine times. Um, it looks like we're going to have it for a bit longer. But again, last week, it was, I think on Thursday, a letter came from, uh, I, I think it was kind of a big rigmarole of the ins and outs of it it came from rick parry on the friday uh, a letter sent to all fans of efl clubs uh, rick parry from from the league it was a really interesting one which essentially um you will be pleased to know it looks like that they are working already on bringing us uh, getting the season started as soon as possible it's looking uh, it suggests that that might be in may uh, but it will be behind closed doors um there has to be some due diligence done uh, around mass gathering still. They may not be allowed, yeah. but the prediction is that it would. And they'll be broadcast. Every single game will be broadcast on some platform or another. So it'll either be Sky or it will be uh, something like LUTV, I suppose, will, will be allowed to do it. The interesting thing around that is what, what I... And this, this is for Leeds as much as anyone, but obviously for the wider football community. Would you... I think this is more for me because I kind of, unfortunately, have a only line of income we've got right now. But would you... I'm interested to know, is it... Would you pay £35 to watch? You know, so my ticket costs about £35 to go to the ground. Yours yeah. costs 18 We've got to do... I feel like we need to pay that money for these streams. I don't think we should be you know trying to you know get a hooky stream or we should be trying to if you've got sky already and you buy buy your sky subscription i think that's cool i think you know have a select few games on there or the same for bt sport whoever's doing it but if you can watch every game i think the the, the football fan community needs to get together and actually pay like for a, a proper ticket so for example the leeds fulham if you could somehow, uh, for that game, show, you know, type in the code that's on your ticket and that gives you the ability to watch that game for free. Well, I mean, the only problem with that, though, is that like, when you go, when you pay for the ticket, you know, you can't really pay to go at home because, like, at the football match, it's also the experiences that come across with it. It's like the experience of actually being there, mm. you know, that you're paying for. Yeah. You know, you're, not, you're not only paying to watch your team, you're paying there for, like, the atmosphere. So and, do you, you know, get that ticket refunded then? Well, well, yeah. You know, or the option to get or it maybe, or, or just maybe lower the price of, but we've like, bought the, the ticket. we bought the ticket already, haven't we? So... Yeah. You know that that, refunded, that it? well that that's yeah but do we I don't want it to be refunded because I, I this is my point is is I think it's really important for every football club I think it was Burnley came out last week and said if they're not playing games by August they're going bust I'm sure it was something like and they're a Premiership club yeah you know so I think it's really important and I don't think the football fan will mind actually you know. That ticket giving you access that I've paid thirty five pound for actually giving yeah. me access to watch that game, 
behind closed doors from from the comfort of my own mm-hmm. own home. I, I actually think it'll be a wonderful experience all this, but I think the point I'm trying to make is we can't expect that for free. We've got to we've got to get money going back into these football clubs and fairly as well. So you know you get a return from from that and yeah. i think your point there is quite valid in the essence of it shouldn't be 35 quid because you're not getting that atmosphere is it something like 15 pound for adult 10 pound yeah. for child i don't know how that would be i mean there are platforms that would actually allow that and from from what parry was saying in that letter that he sent to all those uh, football fans i think there's quite a lot of work gone into this already I think the issue they're going to have, and the only thing that might block it, is the reality for a game to go ahead is is a mass it is a mass gathering just yeah. to make that. It, you know, I think it was a, a video from Joe at LUTV where he said a stat. He he thought it was about two hundred people to make a game happen anyway outside of the playing. Yeah. Thing. So that's a lot of people to get together. And, you know, everyone, I would assume, would have to be tested for corona before going into it as well. I mean, yeah. uh, we're doing this now. This thing is changing every day. So, you know, by the time you're listening to this, there might have been an involvement on it anyway. But I think it is really exciting. Um, I'm I'm kind of... We're going to be so thirsty for football. I don't care if I'm watching it in my living room. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine when that Fulham game happens? Because it's Isn't so it? important as well. Um, Huge. That is going to be one amazing moment. Was it? If we win, how far did we go ahead of them? 11 points? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's 11 it, points ahead if we win against them. So. It's going to be so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but, that but moment. Imagine, but imagine if the atmosphere was there. Imagine. Oh, I mean, like. well, but we, we're going to have to recreate that. We're going to have to come up as groups of fans with recreating that in our own households. I mean, you know, everyone in our household will be down watching it. There'll be four of us there and the dog. Um, you know, we'll probably, I'd be up for, we we should maybe look at, like, somehow getting a mass Zoom thing going down at the same time and, like, get all the other podcasters or just Leeds fans in general. Like, anyone who listens to this, if, you, if you're if you up for a mass Zoom session for a Leeds-Fulham game, let us know and we'll just all, like, hook up. That'll be a cool Isn't moment. It? Yeah, that's it. You know, like, idea. absolute limbs when, when, you know, we scored a third against Fulham and see um, Scott Parker crying into his posh London suit. Um, yeah, no, I, that's going to be a great moment. It was, it was really nice. It was really nice to hear the football league suggesting that they're quite far down the line with all this. Hello, this is Emma from LUTV, and I love Merv so much. I decided to sponsor this feature. Love you, Merv. Spin those balls. Okay, Mervin, we're on again. Uh, Mervin is a bingo machine. Uh, the balls have numbers on them. Each ball represents a question. Um, well, a subject to talk about yesterday, random, and this is how random it is. We talked about Darren Huckabee <laughs> and his short career didn't with us. Didn't last too long. He didn't last long at all, a year and a half. But he, you know, it was he was the um, Forrest Gump of Leeds United, just ran and ran yeah. and ran. So, what we got, lad? What we got? Come on, Mervin, give us a good one. Give us an exciting one. Ah, oh, I think you're turning it the wrong way. Yeah, I think it. What's the number? I think so. Uh, number 50. 50. Number 50, Paul Robinson. Was he the goalkeeper? He was the goalkeeper, yeah. He was um, 
we had Nigel Martin, who was an outstanding goalkeeper at the time. Um, he was up there with, I'd say, David Seaman, and he, he was always the re- number two for England, Nigel yeah. Martin. And then he got injured. And then out of nowhere, this young kid, and he was and he, he, he used to look really young. He had, like, kind of really short hair, and um, I always remember he had, like, rosy red cheeks, Paul Robinson. Mm. And he he was outstanding. <laughs> he was, honestly, he was absolutely outstanding. We had Nigel Martin, and this kid comes out, and we're thinking, oh, God. I think it was that season we had. I'm, I'm sure he first appeared for us in the Champions League season. We should check this out, actually. But he he came out of... He came, you know, it was like one of those where you're really worried because Nigel Martin was that good. Yeah. And he... Um, he Is he still playing? He's never still playing. No, no, he, he, he retired in 2017. Uh, yeah, first of August... Well, having said that, he said Borden from the Beverly. 1st of August, 1997. So I don't think that was his first game. But um, he was. He was an absolute wonderful... Um, goalkeeper and he kept Nigel Martin out he kept yeah. Nigel Martin out the side and Nigel Martin left for Everton I think we sold him for Everton because you know Nigel Martin obviously wanted first games Paul Robinson has scored two goals he scored one for <laughs> us in the League Cup which was a header he came up and banged in the header I think it was against Swindon oh, yeah. and then Tottenham and it was didn't absolute, score that one there was absolute limbs and then he did the one for Tottenham it where wasn't it like a free kick or something yeah, well I think it was a goal kick that just kept going and going and going and it went in the net I mean oh, shall okay. we have a look shall we yeah. look at Paul no, Robinson's no, sure goal it was a free kick and he just absolutely wellied it Paul like right Robinson goalkeeper goals I mean he never I mean this is really he, he did score these two goals but the, the issue with it he he can't just be remembered for that. He was an absolute outstanding goalkeeper. Yeah. And he, he was, you know, he became part of that great Leeds team. I mean, this is the most horrific quality footage. But Tottenham versus Watford. I didn't see the kick. Did it not even have the kick there? No, no he didn't. Yeah, it was a free it. kick. It was a free was kick. Was it a free kick? Was yeah, it? like uh, his own half. And then, and then this is this is the Leeds one. Here, this is, uh, this was absolute limbs. Yeah, it was against Swindon. Look at this. Cross comes in, header. What's a header, by the way? In the, into the bottom left corner. I mean, again, we sh- we shouldn't really remember him for just this, you know, because he he was. But not many I goalkeepers mean, scored two goals in their life. He really was one of those goalkeepers that he won your games. Yeah, He's, you know, the, some of the saves he did, he shouldn't have saved. Um. And you know, he. I think we we lost him when we got relegated. You know, we we sold him to to Spurs. He was a, he was another one of those. He was, he, he. I don't think he was Leeds born and bred. Where did it say he was from? Beverly, Beverly. in mean, Hull. So I, I mean, is, is it is it? Yeah, so he's a Yorkshire. Sure. He's a Yorkshire lad, and you know, he's probably a Leeds fan. He's. I'm not. I don't think he's that great a speaker. I mean, they've got him in on uh, a few times to. To be a pundit, and I don't know, there's something quite funny when he when he uh, comes on. I always find it, it, uh, he always puts a smile on my face. But um, yeah, he was a great. He, he's up there with one of the best for me, and I'd love anyone else to to give their thoughts on it. But one of the best keepers that's ever graced Ellen Road. Did he make it into the England squad? Yes, 
He used to get in the England squad as well. But yeah. again, there was like Nigel Martin and there was David Seaman. Uh, he he got into. I don't, did it say on his stats? Did he uh, get in many games? Don't, these don't tell us the, the international career either on on this particular website we're looking at. But yeah, he 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 was really. He, he, I'm I'm trying to think if he had some kind of trait that like kind of some put him above the bet. I mean, I, I don't know the diving the diving save in particular. Yeah, yeah, because the class people as shot stoppers and all that. I just remember he used to be able to leap. You know, he, he was he, he used to reach things that looked unreachable. You could see bad head that he could. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Leap. I mean, he could header a ball as well. Uh, but yeah, Paul Robinson, great, great player, and lovely getting to think about you know how, how top he was once again. Hello, this is Emma from LUTV, and I love Merv so much. I decided to sponsor this feature. Love you, Merv. So, time for our, our other jingle. It's uh, homework marking time. So, it was another science question uh, that followed mm-hmm. a biology one, but this was chemistry. And the answer for this was sitting in last week's podcast. I think it was Thursday's episode, episode four. So, if you uh, are a, a loyal Listener to this podcast, mm-hmm. you'll know the answer to it. What was the question, lad? Um, the question was, um, which fellow player did Leeds legend Mark Viduka recently say he, that he had bad chemistry whilst at Leeds playing there together? Mm, and the answer was? Harry Kuehl. It was Harry Kuehl. It was all to do with the agent. They had the same agent, or at least Viduka moved the agent on. Harry Kuehl didn't, and... The claim from Viduka is he just felt like it affected the chemistry between them. Now, we move on to a subject we haven't had yet uh, in Tuesday's episode, episode 7, and that is art. We're doing art. Uh, The question is this. Which Leeds moment was so beautiful it could have been painted by Picasso himself? Is it A... Leeds' passing in the 7-0 win v Southampton in 1972, which Norman Hunter was very much a part of. Yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah, I've seen you it seen lots that of times. Uh, or is it B, the Yeboah goal versus Wimbledon, 95-96? Or C, the Leeds counter-attacked at Hull this season away that resulted in Tyler Roberts's first goal. What goal that was. Which what day one, that was as well. Which one is the most beautiful that it could have been painted by Picasso? Leeds' passing in the 7-0 win, 1972. The Yeboah goal versus Wimbledon, 95-96 season. Or the Leeds counter-attack this season that led to Roberts's first goal against Hull. Get Reese. I mean, what a great bit of homework to do. Right. Just to go look at those. I'm, I'm going to do it ourselves. <laughs> There you go, flying by, flying by. Well, that's a lovely piece of homework to get doing. I hope you enjoy doing that, looking at those videos. Especially, you know, that 7-0 win against, just show kids that. Um, you know, Billy Bremner in there as well, got this, uh, and Norman Hunter, you know, a lot of people remember them as being these hard guys. Just look at some of the football and the touches and the passes they do in that. The skills. Absolutely outstanding. What a great piece of homework. That's my favourite one yet. 
so far. Yeah. Thanks for um, getting involved with this one. Uh, we really appreciate it. Share it with all your leads, mates. Uh, you can be in touch with us 24-7 uh, at Lad to Leads on Instagram and Twitter or on Facebook. Search, I took my lad to Leeds. <laughs>